Hello and welcome to another Community Power podcast, a weekly series brought to you by the Community Wealth Fund campaign in partnership with Local Trust. My name's Chris Allen and in this series we're showcasing some incredible projects focusing in particular on what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference to their neighbourhoods. With me is series producer Beth Lazenby. Beth, where are we off to this week? So this week, Chris, we are going up to Netherton near Liverpool and we're going to be chatting to Debbie and Suey, who are both really passionate about asset-based community development. And they're going to be talking about how that kind of approach has been making a huge difference for their community so far. Thanks, Beth. Indeed, we'll be hearing from Debbie Stevens, Chief Executive of Fund for Kids and the L30 Community Centre. But first, we're going to hear from Suey Lee, mental health and wellbeing connector and someone who had grown up in the area. I asked her, what's best about Netherton? Obviously, me personally, it's the people. The people, because with growing up, in the street because i'm i live actually in the street where the r30 community center is based at the bottom of our street so growing up it was a really busy street full of children just running around playing doors open everyone was your auntie and uncle and you <laughs> went in and out of and you know your mum would nip the shop because the next door neighbor would be mined and yeah and everyone's house was always full and we always knew each other there's that niceness of people respecting each other as well. You know, the age gap, because it's, you know, people still call my mum Mrs. L. Right. We'll never call her by a name. I'll be right. dad, yeah. Mr. L. And that's why everybody's an auntie and an uncle. Auntie, uncle, yeah. You remind me of the old African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. It sounds like where you're talking about that. It's the whole community is raising all the children there together. I think it's always been there, but then it. I think with the the youth service, with us using the losing the youth service, that had a big impact. And then everything was financial. Then, isn't it? You know, if you want your child to go to anything, you've got to be in a position to be able to either drive there, have the time to get on the bus, and then fund it. And if you've got one, two, three children, you know, we're talking a lot. So as a big local came along, Debbie, perhaps you're coming on this one. What were the kind of issues that were coming out of the community? Obviously, Sue would have an input into that, but uh, others too, what kind of issues were emerging in the L30 area? Okay, so we've just heard Sue sort of talk about community spirit. So the issues that we were looking at is that had been lost in the area and the area was no longer the strong area that it was, but there was still a lot of good about it. Mm. So rather than focus on the issues, we decided to take an asset-based community development approach, which focuses on what's strong, not what's wrong. And that's where we started to hear those stories like Sui had just told and started to think and focus on how can we rekindle like, these communities again? Because we're only around for so many years and like so many other programmes, if we come into an area, try to bring in services to change things. Once the money goes, the services goes and the community's back to where it was. Whereas we can invest and rekindle, invest in people, local assets and the local environment. We can make sure that that legacy is there because people will be doing it for themselves. So rather than issues, we looked at what was strong. And what were the kind of things that were coming through? You mentioned assets there. What other things came through saying, hey, okay. these, are, these are good. We're going to build on these. So first and foremost, as Sui's already said, it was the people. Mm. OK, so the people are what make Netherton. And that was the strongest part, strongest thing in the area. So we've got some investment there. The other thing is in 
in Netherton, we're really, really lucky to have a lot of green space. We've got a couple of parks. There's lots of areas in between the estates, in between houses, lots of green space. So there was that as well, which you could make good use of. And then yet the local assets. So whether that be the community centre, the healthy living centre, the boxing club, the scouts, the Morris dancers, all those different physical assets and associations. There's lots going on in the area. So how do we make sure that we build on them to make sure that they're still here as well? And you're doing some filming of it all. We were, we were. So you'll become, you'll become YouTube or Facebook stars, you know. I think, I think one of our posts had over twenty four thousand views. Wow. Um. So what it was about the way to mobilise and motivate a community is one of the first ways is to make them feel proud, and we wanted to share what was already going on in the area to make them feel proud and want want to get involved. So all the good things that were going on in the community, they'd be then assured, film made, that would then be shared with the wider community online. And yet this has really taken off. So now we've been able to capture these stories of the Easter bunnies out there giving out thousands <laughs> of eggs. Suey teaching them all the dance. You know, you've got grown men there who would never be seen dancing in a club, but we're dancing on a field and dancing as bunnies. And I think that takes us back a bit to about L30's million investing in local people. Suey is a local girl. She's grown up here. She knows so many people. She's got that power of persuasion. She's got those connections. She's got those ways of getting people involved. Would it have been the same if we'd paid for somebody from outside to come in and said, right, turn up on the field at four o'clock on Saturday to practice a dance? I don't think we would have perhaps got the response that Suey did. And Suey, obviously, you've been a big part of it through being a resident, being persuasive, being enthusiastic. Other residents, have they got alongside you? Have you found it easy to recruit your, your fellow residents or has it been a hard job? It's like anything. Once they come through the door and they start helping, they, you get that lovely feeling of when you're helping somebody else, it makes you feel better yourself anyway. So you go home happier. You've got more to talk about. You've got something else to talk about. And again, it's usually including people that you already know. I mean, I think one of the big things that really took off and this started in the pandemic was the street exercise. And um, we were also from listening to people hearing how people, people's um, health and well-being and feeling isolated was being impacted. So Sui is a fitness instructor in the centre and she looked at how then she could take what she did safely onto the streets. And so street exercise was born. And once a week, Suey went to different streets. I think it was 16 streets and about 400 people a week, wasn't it, Suey? Yeah, well, we had 15, 16 streets for 15 weeks. And one of the ladies who works in the centre and another volunteer, they would get dressed up as a character. So we'd have Winnie the Pooh, we'd have uh, Donald Duff, we'd have Peppa Pigs. So they would come along with me. Say a Monday would be your street, one o'clock, then the next street at just after half one. I would do four streets, three, four streets a day. I'd literally tear up with my car, open my boot, get my speaker out, and I'd play this one song. So it was like, you know when you hear the ice cream van? Yeah, that's exactly so what I was going like, to say oh, to you, yeah. Well, I'm a little bit louder than the ice cream van. <laughs> the whole street would just be out on the doorsteps, by the front gates, and the windows. There was there's one street that's particularly long because I would have to run from one end of the street to the other and up and down and up and down. And it was just fabulous. My street, I call it my street, my street where the community centre is, it's predominantly older people because they've been here. The street's been here. Well, this has stayed for 50 years. 
and people have been here since that state estates opened and we had i think 50 at the maximum and we're talking grandparents with their children with their grandchildren neighbors that haven't seen each other for years all just coming out chatting to each other but by doing that one exercise once a week they would then be doing a little bit more at home put the music on at home keeping themselves active and keeping their spirits up as well and and you know you've said already you focused on what was right in the community and how you're going to build on it rather than what was wrong but during the pandemic it did shine some lights into some areas of difficulty for people perhaps that have been there all along but we began to discover more what was the kind of things that were coming out in l30 with regard to sort of almost the the hidden poverty the hidden need the hidden isolation from the connections that we've been able to make through the street exercise and more people want to get involved that's where then the community then connected to develop a community pantry so they are now supporting each other to run a weekly community pantry where people can come and get so many items for a certain price it's supported with donations from businesses as well and that's a way of local people supporting their neighbors their friends and their families that's one of the things that we've seen also as well, people's general mental health and well-being. And so Sui, while she's finished her exercise on the streets, L30's millions invest in, it, invest in her becoming a health and well-being coordinator. And so Sui's now in different venues each day throughout the area. People can go along, they can take part, part in exercise, they can just have a chat. Um, and so we also stays in touch with people via social media. And it's having that somebody there that they can come to and then you've also paired people up as well haven't you so sort of buddy people up so there's that peer support so again we're looking at growing from within but also listening to the community so that we're responding to what's going on and it sounds to me like um not only you're delivering a, i'll call it a service although you won't look at it that way you're delivering a service there but you're doing it in such a way that it's not patronizing people i think i, I think us being allowed to to listen to people, to actually hear what, what it is that they're feeling and what they would like. We can then develop organically rather than having to take, yeah, obviously we've got our health and safeties and all of these things, but we're not in a box. So um, part of the pantry, we obviously we had to queue up outside, but now we're inside the main hall. And then from that we've developed and we've got another room because we we got that busy and there was 50, 60 people sometimes queuing up outside. And I was the entertainment on the door or the bouncer, <laughs> whichever. Um, so now we've moved into another room. and We offer a cup of tea, tea and coffee. Now, some people spent two years and the only place they came was the pantry because they were safe. They felt comfortable queuing up outside. It was local people who they knew. We only allowed two people in at a time, you know, all of this. And now they've built their confidence up, waiting outside, walking through, going in. They're now able to go to the shops. They've now made friends. They'll come in where they can sit down and have a cup of tea. That's part of my post. I'm actually then available for if they just want to have a chat about something and it might be they're just stressed with something, they just don't know where to turn, or they're just fed up. Their confidence from there, from that step of coming into there, we then stay behind, we talk about healthy eating. I've got girls who have who were on antidepressants 
these young mums no longer on antidepressants. So a lot of the young mums now and the dads, because we have men coming to the classes, they're taking control. So they're learning how to cook, what to cook. Everybody's swapping, um, you know, new recipes and things, small steps. And they're actually realising it only takes one little step. Let that come into your life. Now let's do another step. Let that come into your life. And that's where the big changes happen. And confidence. They're building confidence when they're taking responsibility for themselves. So then they'll step forward and want to be a volunteer. I won't, you know, I won't say um, you've uh, you've put the pride back in the community. You, the, sounds like the pride was always there and you managed to tease it out once mm. again. It was always been there historically in the area. How are you going to keep it going? Obviously, Big Local will come to an end. Funding will come to an end. How will you keep it going? How will you extend it? Because you're one person. I mean, we've got Suey on here today, but there's there's lots and lots of Sueys in this community who have all come with their different skills and passions. And it's about, and that's what we're doing as a partnership is, is shining the light on those skills and passions and connecting those people together so that then they can continue to do things. Just recently, the partnership funded some prizes for a Facebook page. It's a community Facebook page that was just about, about to reach 10,000 followers. And so much of it was about, we love where we live. We're so proud to live here. The community's getting back to what it used to be. And that's what this is all about, rekindling that community spirit and getting back to, to the way it was. And this isn't going to happen over, overnight, but by continuing to grow the circle of Sueys and everybody like her, then hopefully, you know, that will be the lasting legacy of the partnership because the investment will have been there in the people. We're just putting together a health and well-being fair now, just with Debbie, everything that Debbie's just said there. You know, we've got lots of people who have set up their own businesses or had the confidence during lockdown to invest in themselves and look at their own interests within the whole field of health and well-being. So we're looking at bringing all of these people within our community together. And so earlier, you answered a question I could never ask you, which you told me how old you are. Um, but I believe you have a passion for young people as well. And that's something you'd like to do some work with in the future. I was blessed and I went to a youth club five nights a week. You know, just giving them a space, somewhere for them to go, just to hang out. Youths will always hang around is by a shop. You walk past a gang of youths now, people will be frightened. But that could just be a group of lovely young children, but they haven't got anywhere else to go. Just giving them a room, somewhere to sit, and then letting them tell you. And that's where all your opportunities would just grow. And you're right at the beginning, you said, you know, you took this approach, a strength-based approach, whereby you weren't going to say what's wrong, how do we put it right? You're going to say what's right, how do we, how do we build on it? And you've talked that way all the way through. And one of the other things that perhaps... You know, L30 might be labelled as a disadvantaged area, but all you've talked about are the advantages and the possibilities. And I, I should imagine that's the culture that is changing what you're doing and what's changing in the community. Definitely, definitely. For too long, communities like Netherton have had people label them. And that once you start labelling people, then they start to believe it. And then it's even more difficult to change things. So by raising raising the profile of the area, shouting and singing what an amazing area it is that's when you start to see change not by telling people what's wrong with where they live and what's wrong with them 
That is Debbie Stevens, Chief Executive of Fund for Kids and the L30 Community Centre. Before that, we were hearing from Suey Lee, Mental Health and Wellbeing Connector. I was exhausted just listening to her energy. Where can we find out more, Beth? So we'll pop everything in the show notes, including a link to some of those amazing videos that we were chatting about earlier. Thanks, Beth, indeed. And Beth and I look forward to you joining us next time on the Community Power Podcast, brought to you by the Community Well Fund campaign and Local Trust, discovering what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference to their neighbourhoods.